Welcome to Exploring the Industry, where we find out what God's doing in the entertainment world. I get to interview Christians from various entertainment industries. They share their stories of faith and transformation with you and I. I'm hosting people from many different backgrounds to share what God is doing and where he's shown up most in their lives and their careers through their highs and lows. We're believing to influence the narrative of how Christians perceive what God's doing in the entertainment industry around the world. If a picture is worth a thousand words, their story is worth a thousand sermons. Come join the conversation and welcome to the show. Phil and Kathleen Cook have been pillars for Christianity in the entertainment industry. Phil has created and produced many of the most influential and successful Christian TV programs in all of history. Kathleen has been producing, acting, and been a global speaker, co-founding Cook Media Group with her husband, Phil. They are filled with hope and bring a lot to our conversation about what God is doing in the entertainment. Today on Exploring the Industry, I want to hear about what drew this couple into the entertainment industry. And I also want to hear God's stories on how they're not just living out their own careers, but inspiring thousands of believers to pursue this as their calling and mission as well. Everyone needs someone to process their prophetic journey with them. And we have created a new online mentoring platform where you can grow at your own pace, where we help you to develop your own spiritual journey of hearing God's voice. I want to help be your mentor. We have videos, interactive webinars, over five new videos each week. They're going to advance you in your journey and authority. We have so many special opportunities in this platform that you don't want to miss it, including all of our other e-courses coming for free when you subscribe. Come grow with me. Let me train you in your ability to hear from God and interpret what you hear and really bring applications so that your real life is affected by your spiritual faith. Go to bowlsministries.com and sign up under e-courses. Well, I have on the podcast today, Phil and Kathleen Cook. And you guys, I'm so glad to finally have a conversation with you. <laughs> I wish we were face to face with coffee, but this will have to do. This will have to do. We've been or orbiting the same planet here in Hollywood for years, and we've never really had a chance to sit down and talk. So this is fantastic for us. I know, I think I've actually done like at least five events <laughs> with you, but you're always at a different time than me. And we, we're like, you know, crossing paths yeah. as we walk by. You're like leaving to get in your car and I'm coming in. But um, you've been doing this for a lot longer than I have. And I just want to really honor you guys just because you've created so much space for God in the entertainment industry. And you've created so much language that was so needed that I feel like um, we have some spiritual intelligence we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for your lives and your sacrifice and also just your language. So thank you for that. We have a passion that we share, Sean, and I think that's the most important thing. And, and our, that number one passion is, is to seeing that Jesus's name is lifted up in all that we do and no matter what careers we're in, and especially in media where we are the megaphones for our world and culture today. So I admire you and what you're doing and your passion to, um, to be that megaphone. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. And I think you guys, um, just thinking of you, have you've done family out here in this industry, I believe you have two daughters. Yes. Is that correct? And one of them's married and you have some grandkids? Yeah, yeah. we two, two daughters. One's an actor and one's a musician, which means we'll be poor for the oh, rest of gosh. our life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I just bring it up because you've, you've not only done this together as a married couple, but you've raised a family around this whole crazy industry and you've done it well. And so I've, I've only heard good things about you guys for the years. And then I've also partaken from the goodness because I've read some of the books and listened to some of your seminars. Well, let's get right into it. How did you guys get involved? Like, why did you guys do this? Like, why did you guys decide entertainment industry or tell us the story? It was in our DNA. <clears throat> you know, from the early on, my favorite thing as a child was an outdoor trash can. My mother threw... Uh, 
dime store costumes in and uh, flea market finds. And I would create (laughs) characters in the backyard and create my own story. I always tell parents, pay attention to how your kids play. That'll reflect on this, on who they're going to be in the future. And uh, so it was in, it was in my DNA from the very beginning. And I believe um, that God always um, connects our paths. And one of the things my mother did early on was pray for my husband. She would tell me all the time, I'm praying for your husband That's because awesome. a three, three stance, three, three, uh, strand cord is the strongest. And, um, so I believe God did lead me to feel as uh, a partner for my life because of what he, his passion was as well. And uh, God does things well and for purposes. And so, um, you know, I think that's what drew us together. We, we met in college and, um, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> We're still going here. <laughs> now, did you guys go to college out here in California or where did you go to college? Where'd you meet? We, we met in uh, Oral Roberts university. Oh, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. He came from North Carolina and I came from Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. Oh, there you <laughs> and, go. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, interesting, you know, that my uh, childhood really did not ever focus on really entertainment or media. I just saw the bad side of the business, so yeah. to speak, the ugly side of it. And um, so I just kind of, cre- like I said, created my own world. And uh, when I met Phil, he encouraged me to go into theatrical acting. And of course, he I was passionate about what he was doing in filmmaking and directing. And um, so God always does things well. Oh, it's amazing. So like, tell me the transition of like, when you guys said, this is what we're going to go after full time. Was it, I love that it was in your DNA. Was it just, it was a natural progression after college to just go into it? Well, if it was in her DNA, I stumbled into it. I uh, yeah. I was a preacher's kid in North Carolina. I grew up, my dad was a pastor. And so I've been behind the scenes in church my whole life. I mean, I mowed this church cemetery. I filled up millions of communion glasses that uh, oh, people man. thought people thought we had beautiful chimes in our steeple, but it was me climbing up a couple of times a day and playing a 33 RPM album, um, RPM album through a couple of oh, big gosh. speakers. And uh, <laughs> so I've, I, I've been really aware of behind the scenes in ministry my whole life. And uh, one of the things I love to do early on was make movies. I took my dad's Super 8 movie camera. This is long before the home video days. And I had a group of friends and we would make little three-minute army movies and space movies and mafia movies. And I went to college thinking, you know, maybe I could find some people that would want to do that. I had never crossed my mind that you could actually make movies for a living. I was a piano player, you know, being a pastor's kid in those days, you were required to be a piano player. And I thought I'd major in music, but um, I got to college, met a guy, a student that showed me how to edit movies. I had no idea you could even cut film. And one night we were editing one of my little films as I was a freshman and the the professor was there one night late working on a project of his and saw it, came over and said, can I show your film in my class tomorrow? He said, I've got kids that have been taking for three or four years and still can't do this well. So wow. I said, if I, if I can sit in, sure. So I sat on the back row. He showed my little movie to the class. And believe me, it was nothing to scream about. But once he showed it, people started talking about it in the class. And I had this crystal clear moment of revelation. I don't think I've had something that clear since then, that if I can do something with a camera that makes people talk like this, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. So I literally changed my major that day and to media, film, television, and uh, I've just never looked back. So we were we were into it from the very start. That is awesome, you guys. That's so amazing. I You think of how God hand-plucked you guys from Vegas and, and North, North Carolina. North Carolina. I love that. I love that. So what was, what was the next progression after you guys met? Like, 
because you guys have made films. You've, you've, Kathleen, obviously you've acted. You guys have been authors, blog writers, all these things. What made you take it from a career of just influencing in the entertainment industry by being entertainers to actually saying, we're going to actually talk to the church about this as well? Probably getting fired. I, I, at the time, I was, yeah, I, I, God works in mysterious ways. I had come to LA for a year after college. She was a year behind me, and we, and I needed a job to get married. So I came out here, and it was a real struggle. It was before independent production back in those days. And so I was asked to come back to the Midwest and produce a program there. And we got married, settled in, started to have kids. And one day I got fired from that that organization, and um, I realized later it was God firing me because it forced us to come to L.A. There was nothing else in the Midwest for us, and I knew God wanted us to move to L.A., but I'm the king of rationalization. I can always come up with a way that, well, maybe I could do it without living there. Maybe we could just commute. And uh, it just didn't work out that way, so we finally ended up ha- out here. And I just learned a valuable lesson that, you know— Fight against God all you want, but he'll force you to end up doing what he's really called you to do. And that's how we got to L.A. in 1991. And we started really working with churches, ministry organizations and Hollywood at that time. And I would say, too, Sean, you know, we I I truly believe that passion um, that God honors our passions of our hearts. And yet at the same time, he also requires that we that he fulfills those passions within his timing and not our timing. And so sometimes God's got to dig out some of that ugly stuff out of us before he's willing to put us mm. in those high places. And I believe that it was a process of time and of learning and of growing that God wanted us to do first before he moved us out to LA and was preparing us all along. So, you know, for your listeners out there, I would encourage you, you know, God sees your passion. He sees your heart. He knows that you want to be that writer. You want to be that actor. You want to be that producer. But there are some things that God wants to prepare for you right now and to be willing to take that time and to say, God, what is it that I need to learn right now and today? <clears throat> what has COVID brought into my eyesight and, and that I can take away right now? Um, because you honor my passion, but at the same time, I honor you. And it's your will that needs to be done, not my will. No, it's so good. And you guys, in the context of all of this, I think, you know, you've inspired, and I want to just bring up the fact that in this, that you guys have ministered and been on the boards and charity events all over the entertainment industry, inspiring other people to take it very seriously and build your new book about basically regaining our credibility as Christians and our voice as Christians is just so profound, along with your book about influence. I mean, it's just such a, the fact that you guys have been out here and you could say these things, you could say really hard things in a non-nasty way because you have compassion. (laughs) It's true. You have compassion and empathy that we actually take these roles. You're not just rebuking people. You're saying, let's, let's talk about this conversation, why we lost our credibility, but let's restore it. And, that, and a lot of people can diagnose it, but they can't be the doctor to help restore it. So I've really appreciated your perspective. But in the midst of all of that, and I do want to go back to that point in just a minute, but in the midst of all that, one thing I read in our notes uh, that you guys sent me was that in COVID, it's actually been incredible how many Christians are making projects. Like we're, you guys yeah. are doing more media and shooting more in Hollywood than ever before. What do you think? has changed or why is that such a catalyst for it? 
Well, Hollywood is complicated, as you know, and they sh- they shut down immediately. I mean, I can look outside my home office here in, in Burbank and look across the valley and see Disney and Warner Brothers and Universal Studios, and they've all been shut down. I mean, totally, it's a ghost town over there. They're just now starting to come back. And yet, it's un- interesting, when the shutdown happened, churches really stepped up to the plate because they suddenly recognized that live streaming our services, connecting with yeah. people through media is absolute life and death. I tell pastors, I, I love missions. I love educational programs. I love discipleship and evangelism, but right now it's your communication and media team that's keeping your church in business. And so it is funny that since the shutdown about what, six or eight months ago, the church has actually produced more media than Hollywood. So that's never happened in my lifetime. And uh, so I'm really thrilled to be able to, to see how churches and ministry organizations have stepped up to fill that, that void. So and I, and I also it, say, oh, and I also, no, no, that's okay. I was just going to add, I also see how Christians that we are associated with that have been, you know, grounded in the word and ready to speak about their faith and, um, are, are ready. You know, I just finished last week, uh, an influence women's evening and you can go to influencelab.com and, um, that will be available this week for the, the, uh, replay of that. I had, um, you know, three leading women in the industry um, on that podcast or on that uh, web webinar, which we did. And, um, you know, one of the things that was universal was the importance of relationships and the fact that um, these women understand who they are and are willing to talk about their relationship with God first and not being ashamed of that. And, you know, we live in an, work in an industry where your talent and your work matters. And so these are women who are successful. And when you see a successful woman who can talk about their faith, it is so powerful. It is powerful to the people around us who are just watching us all the time. And they watched us before COVID. And now they're watching us during COVID. What is our attitude? Where, you know, where is the fear? Um, You know, all of those kind of things. How are we dealing with those things? This is the focus of the conversation we had. And we're finding that it's the next door neighbor. It's that person on the set who we never thought was watching us. That's now sending us an email that's sending, you know, that we can then communicate back uh, to. And God is still preparing us, I believe, as things open up here in the studios to be ready to be that voice, that small voice that yet resounds so loudly for God's kingdom and his work. And um, and that's what's thrilling to me. You know, it's it's never a negative. It's always a positive with God. So Phil, with your new book, basically all about creating influence or understanding our influence, and then Kathleen, with you leading even in this Influence Lab's women's event and other things that you lead, obviously you lead quite a bit. Uh, what do you guys think as far as, you know, in that previous conversation we're having, you know, where Christians need to actually gain their credibility back, but this is the season where we could be the most influential in, in our faith and the way we present. And even sociologists have looked at Christianity and said, wow, the divorce rates are much lower if you're a Christian. Uh, suicide rates are much lower. Like that used to be on par in the 80s. And now Christianity is standing out as, wait, there is a benefit because alcoholism rates lower, like all of these things. And these are secular sociologists who are looking at Christianity. And I, I mean, like China's looked at it and said, we need the influence of modern Christianity in China because there's so much corruption. And so looking at this place that Christianity is now bringing influence, and we have people like Chris Pratt and Justin Bieber and, you know, uh, Denzel Washington, just different people in the entertainment industry 
who are being very vocal even during COVID about their faith. What do you think about this? And like, let's have a conversation about the influence side of things. Well, when it comes to influence, I look at it on two different levels. One is we live in a media-driven culture. You know, statistics indicate that the average person sees about 10,000 media messages every day. We check our iPhone about 150 times a day. And so in that world, I really believe that if we can't share our faith through the media, we're going to completely disappear. I mean, one of the reasons we're being pushed to the margins, I think, in the culture is because we're telling the greatest story ever told. We just don't tell it very well. And when we, it's taken us a long time as a church to really embrace media and the way we should. Early on, we did some really cheesy stuff, embarrassing stuff, or else we stayed away from it. And I think uh, we really, first of all, need to think about embracing it and telling our story more effectively through the media. One, one of the reasons we're in Hollywood is to help a generation of people learn to do that more effectively. Um, and part a huge part of our work with pastors and church leaders is helping them understand the power of media. And I will say that this wow. This COVID shutdown, man, that has made them aware. Before the shutdown, LifeWay Research indicated 41% of churches in America had never offered anything online. Nothing, not one yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's this has dramatically changed people. So we, we first of all need to understand. The second thing about influence to me is I often think we try too hard when it comes to influence. Jesus didn't seem very concerned. I talk about it in my book, The Way Back. Jesus didn't seem really concerned with influence. In fact, Sometimes mm -hmm. when his crowds were the largest, he would slip away to be alone. He would just <laughs> disappear and he, and he would heal people and say, don't tell anybody. And yeah. so you start to think, you know, the, the, it's funny that when it comes to trying to influence the culture, the one thing that the culture pushes back on the most is that influence. Hey, don't tell me how to live my life. You're not the lifestyle cop. Don't tell me who I can marry. That's what they push back on. So I, my book, The Way Back, really focused on instead of us being so obsessed about influence, maybe we better start just living the life God called us to live. I think yes. the ultimate influence pulls people towards you, doesn't push people away from you. So it may sound complicated, but I just think that, you know, statistics indicate as Christians, we're doing a really, really poor job. And so I think if we just started living, in fact, we're such phonies, we're so bad at this, it'd be like going to the headquarters of Coca-Cola and find that everybody's drinking Pepsi. That's kind of the way it is when Christians look at us. I mean, when non-Christians oh, look at us. So I just think that if we started living the life God called us to do, people would notice. And that's the most attractional thing about what influence could actually do. You know, for me, Sean, too, I would say um, one of the things I highlighted each uh, influence gathering that I mentioned earlier was is a woman of influence, a historic yeah. woman of influence. And why that is so important is because I think we forget too easily of the people who've gone before us. Right before COVID uh, shut down everything, we were in five countries in wow. Asia, uh, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, India, shooting a documentary on um, called Inexplicable, how Christians, um, um, how Christianity got there basically. And, and, um, and the history of the Christians who took the word of God throughout the world. We were one of six producers and our, our part of the world to shoot was Asia and wow. India. And, um, you know, that is an important th thought that I would leave and challenge to listeners today is, Go find that person who could mentor you from history. There were many of them. Um, Hannah Moore is a ter terrific one. Lilius Trotter, um, Elaine Townsend from Wycliffe. Um, 
there's just so many of them. I just focused on a on an unnamed woman in Vietnam who stills work who still is working in the underground church, May, oh, wow. in this last one. And I believe that when we can um, remember to uh, study these women of influence, men and women of influence, I would add, who have gone before us, that during these times when we feel like we're lost or that God doesn't see us or that um, we're in these challenging times, remember that there were many men and women before us in challenging times and that they really didn't care about whether their name was influential or not. I look at Lilius Trotter, for instance. I'll just take her real fast. She was told by John Rushkin, the famous uh, painter, that if she were to focus on her art, because she was such a phenomenal artist, that she would be immortal. He would make, he would see that she would be immortal. She would be another Michelangelo. And yet she started working in the slums of London and seeing the prostitutes and the children on the street and went into missionary work instead and was drawn to Algiers, North Africa. And she applied to the um, mission board, the um, English mission board, and they refused to let her go because she wasn't married. And so she goes anyway with her friend. And they say that today, because of her work there, that is why Christianity is in that part of the world. She was able to use her art to communicate, to to, um, reach those top people with the beauty of her artwork. And yet the small women and the unknown uh, on the streets as well. And so her influence is phenomenal. And yet we need to remember that God is in the midst of where we are, even when we don't think the work that we see that we're doing is that influential. Mm-hmm. God sees it as so. And um, and that's what I think we need to remember most about influence right now is sometimes we get caught up in how many people are following us on social media, how many people are, you know, whether our, our posts are trending or not, whether or not yeah. we have that biggest church or not. You know, God doesn't see that. He sees the importance of the work we're doing and that we are taking our talents and gifts and using them to his full purpose uh, in the people that we are working around. Um, That's the important part, I believe, about influence. I think, Kathleen, too, because it's so beautiful what you're saying. I I think back in the earlier part of our conversation when you were, you know, when your mom was putting dime store costumes in a trash can and you were doing the creativity because it was in your DNA and you were influencing your family out of a place of just part of who you were in your identity. And it was so simple. And I feel like as we grab hold of our identity in Christ, although he will lead us through a different process than we would necessarily have chosen ourselves, the end result will be a greater, you know, greater fulfillment than we would have ever had if we had done, if we had had all the metrics and numbers that we had dreamed about the way we wanted them. And so I love that because I think that there's this place of like walking with God you know, obviously we want our influence to be with Jesus first. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, Lilius Trotter, what she's done will last an eternity. And someday this world is going to demolish. And even the, the artistic work that she's left us, which is incredible if you study her work. Um, but you know, that's going to fall away. And yet what matters is whether or not we've influenced someone for kingdom purposes for his kingdom. Yes. Which I love. And that's what you guys are all about, watching you guys 
from afar watching you guys bring up these kinds of conversations and continually point people back at priorities and what's important. I do want to go in kind of the final time we have together. I want to talk about the fact one more time. I want to just bring up the fact that Phil, your book about we've lost our credibility. How do we get it back? Can you just talk about that a little bit as far as, because obviously Christianity, the first round of movies we made were all end time movies. Some of them bad theology and it's, you know, scared the crap out of a lot of really good people. And some were really good and some were really bad. And then the second round of stuff we made had to have Jesus so on it that we couldn't even tell stories. We had to yeah. tell, you know, like it was so crazy and almost creepy at times to see who they were cast in some of these roles. And so we've really come a long way from those days, but we're still in like, you know, high school or, or junior high when it comes to a lot of the filmmaking or TV show making or video games or some of these areas that Christians are making. It's like we're, we're still in school. And so how do we gain our credibility back? Well, I think one of the big issues is we get hung up on that passion thing. You know, Kathleen talked about passion, and that's really, really critical and very, very important. But very often, people mistake passion for preparation. And um, I'll, I'll get screenplays submitted by a Christian writer, for instance, who said, who will say, Phil, I'm so passionate about writing. And I want to say, yeah, but your screenplay sucks. You're terrible at it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have to understand, I tell people, you know, when people are coming to Hollywood, and this probably is a lot of your listeners right now, I, I always tell them to lead with their their talent, not with their faith. As every year wow. we get people coming out here to Hollywood who will go into a studio or go to a producer and say, God told me to come to Hollywood and change the industry. I, I'm here to make a dramatic change for God. <laughs> well, they get laughed off the set. They get laughed out of the building. Um, but if you come out here and you're a brilliant actor, a brilliant writer, a brilliant director, a producer, let me tell you something. Hollywood is not anti-Christian. They just don't get Christianity. I, I've never been in a situation where I felt uh, you know, criticized or, or negative from got negativity from people because I'm a believer because they respect the work that we do. And and if you're good and you impress them with what you do and what you're capable of, they'll listen to anything you have to say. So I just think it's critically important that as Christians, we need to be as good as we can possibly be. We need, you know, for a long time in our culture, we joked about women have to be better than men to, to be equal. Well, I think in the Christian world, in the, the Hollywood world, Christians have to be better than and secular professionals in order to be as good. So we wow. just have to be really, really good. So if you're a Christian, don't believe, don't just wait for God to open the doors. Don't just assume your passion will cover the bases. Be really, really good at what you do, because that will make a dramatic, dramatic difference. It's so good. I think of, a, and Kathy, I want to hear from you too, but I think of like when I was first a pastor here and how there's all this creative community who was saying, why don't we start like classes for actors and entertainers and writers? And I said, because we live in LA where you can take the best classes in the world on these things yes. other than New York. Why would I start a class in the church that would be subpar to something that you can go to? And they said, well, we don't want to compromise by going to that class. I'm like, you're not going to compromise in your faith if you don't, if you have your identity. So go Well, that's that exactly class. right. You're a missionary in that class. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. But that's don't good. Don't recreate the will, but go be a part of the will and see what you could do to you know, be a light, which I love. Kathleen, what would you say to that? Um, you know, I always come out of it from a little different direction too. I come at it from what is it that you hate? You know, T.D. Jake says your mission is your misery. Wow. And, um, and so what, what is it that you hate? Because the talents God's given you is what he uses then to propel you to go fix it. Wow. So in other words, I say to, to writers, you know, maybe you hate the way 
romantic movies are, are, are written. What, you know, what is it about it that you hate about that? God's given you a talent to go fix it. So and then, you know, go, you know, that's when your faith then has its influence back to that word again within that script. So go for the things that God's call, you know, that you actually hate. It will actually propel you faster so than in, than your passion will and go fix it. Go, You're taking go excuses make a away from cynical people right now. It's great. I, I know. I, I, I do like doing that. And I, and, I, and I think the power of what Kathleen's saying is so often we focus our career on things we love. We want to do something we love. But very often what God's calls to do is something we really don't like at all, something yes. we push back against. And um, so I do think that uh, don't always think about what you love in your career. Also, sometimes you might, you know, a handful of people are called to do something that they really despise because they hate it. I don't think Mother Teresa liked the lepers in India and liked the people that were cast out on the street and liked the you know, people starving to death, but she really hated to see that happen. So she became, you know, one of the most famous women in the world just because of the ministry she had there. So there's something to that. And I think it's worth considering for some people. And and awesome. I would like to go back, Sean, to one of your things too, you were talking about earlier and in, in creating movies and, and content that you're looking at wanting to create, you know, um, and I, you kind of went through the progression of how we've created uh, Christian films over the last few years. And one of the things that I would challenge listeners to in creativity and going after that passion is to think about things. Um, you know, Jesus told stories and he asked questions and walked away. And so mm. sometimes in the work and the things that we we make, we need to be willing and to risk it and walk away in making wow. our projects, to ask those hard questions and walk away. God calls us to ponder, you know, like Phil said earlier, my truth is my truth. Your truth is truth. You know, your truth. God is calling us as Christian creators to clarify things for people, not to bring certainty because God brings the certainty. We That's need so to good. lead them to who Jesus is and let Jesus do the rest, take the risk and say, here, Here's, here's the movie I'm going to create. I'm not going to give you the pat answers at the end. You know, those are the best movies, I think. When you can walk away from a movie and say, gosh, let's go get a cup of coffee. I want to talk about that. Or what did you think about that character? What's the direction of that? That's the films we ought to be creating as, as Christian producers, I believe, in content. Well, I know um, everyone's hearing why you guys are who you guys are, because you're just brilliant. And I'm so encouraged to hear both of your perspectives. I, I just love how God brought you together in your marriage and how you've defined so much. And you've allowed your marriage and your language and your process to define so much for so many other people. So thank you for that. How do people get a hold of you? What's the best way? I know you both have websites. Tell us how to get there. Well, you know, we're all over social media. Influence Women, you know, is the, uh, we, we have our nonprofit, the Influence Lab. So they go to influencelab.com and then there's a whole section of women's stuff they can follow me through. I'm at kathleencook.com and you can get um, a cop, uh, um, a little bit of my devotional hope for today. Stay connected to God in a distracted culture. Working on another one right now. So <laughs> not a devotional, but a book this time. So uh, pray for that. And, um, then also, you know, at Kathleen Cook, um, 
uh, official is where my personal stuff is. But um, yeah, you can follow us there. And um, I'd love for, for you know, women, and I'll have a lot of men readers to encourage you to, to sign up for my bi-monthly journal. I have a bi-monthly journal that comes out and um, so they can follow me. And uh, I I do interviews, what I call an I-N-N-E-R-V-I-E-W, an interview with a leading woman every month from the industry um, and how her faith is intersected. So that's how you can find me. And I'll say spelled with a K and cook is spelled with an E just to make sure people hear (laughs) that. And then Phil, how about you? It's easy. PhilCook.com is probably the center of everything I do. P-H-I-L-C-O-O-K-E.com. It's my blog. I write about faith, media, and culture. And you can spin off from there to our company website at cookmediagroup.com and my podcasts and things like that, which, by the way, my podcast doesn't have nearly the audience yours does. So I am, I'm wrestling <laughs> with jealousy. I'm wrestling oh, no. with issues right it's now. Good. Transfer over to, to Phil too as well, which is great. <laughs> People are going to love it. Well, Not we're going to be praying for you guys and we're going to believe with you just for what God's doing in entertainment industries. I love the position we're at right now and this year even to see so much change. And you guys, thank you for leading that change for decades. Thank you for influencing and creating a platform for us. And so appreciate you. Thanks for the opportunity. We loved it. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Thank you for listening to Exploring the Industry. We're believing that God's gonna change the world through the entertainment industry. And we wanna invite you into the conversation. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell to this podcast. Also visit us at bowlsministries.com where you're gonna find tons of resources to help you on your spiritual journey.